Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. Bibles and turn to the book of Numbers. Can you say praise the Lord? Numbers chapter 11, if you would, turn there and uh, we're going to get into the Word of God tonight. Can't hardly wait to preach it to you. Numbers 11, thank you to our worship team. Numbers 11, find verse 14 as I start a new series in light of the worldwide events of the coronavirus pandemic called We Win. Let's read the text. Numbers 11, and again, we do have notes for you available through the app. And uh, if you'll go to the app, follow the intuitive links, then you can go ahead and get those. I've gone ahead and filled the blanks in for you, which will be exciting for some and discouraging for others. But we figured we'd just go ahead and fill those in. You can make notes on your phone, so on and so forth, or whatever device you're using. And uh, so glad, again, to be with you through uh, Facebook and YouTube. God bless you. Uh, Let me also say that on Sunday, we are going to do something that's unique and that we'll have Children's Church And we'll let you know more about how we're going to do that. We're going to have a a broadcast of a children's church message. I think it'll be about 40 minutes, something like that. We'll let you know about that. So while you're going to church, and hopefully invite your friends, invite your family. Come on, if you just isolate, you know, that that might not be the greatest thing. Reach out to someone who's not coughing and sick and uh, use some Purell and uh, gather them and have a six-foot distance in your living room, if you like, and, and put it up on the big screen. You know, you're, I don't know, there's a number of different ways to do that. If you have a technical problem, we can help you with that also. You just let us know, and we'll try to walk you through some of the technological challenges. But invite people, reach out to people. Can you imagine if every home had not only their own family, but some next-door neighbors? I believe that that's what God wants to do. So we'll have children's church, and you can get an iPad or a device and put your kid you know, over on the side there while you're going to church with us on the stream. They can be going on the stream too, hearing a children's church message. And so we're going to do some unique things over these next two weeks. Are you all there? Numbers 11, chapter 11, verse 14. Let's read the word of the Lord. I'm going to read from the New International Version. It says, I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me, says Moses. If this is how you're going to treat me, then go ahead and kill me. Wow, that's some heavy discouragement. If I found favor in your, if I, come on, what kind of a prayer is that? You think he's depressed or discouraged? If I found favor in your eyes, then kill me, God. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. If I found favor in your eyes, kill me. And don't let me face my own ruin. Verse 16, the Lord said to Moses, Bring me 70 of Israel's elders who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. and Have them come to the tent of meeting that I may stand there with you. I will come down and speak with you there. And I will take some of the power of the spirit that is on you and put it on them. I want you to read that out loud in whatever version, wherever you are, all across the world, right out loud in your home. I will take some of the power of the spirit that is on you and put it on them. 
They will share the burden of the people with you so you'll not have to carry it alone. Verse 23 now. Go to chapter 11 of the book of Numbers, verse 23. The Lord answered Moses and said, Is my arm too short? Now you will see whether or not what I say will come true for you. So Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said. He brought together 70 of their elders and had them stand around the tent. Then the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke to them, spoke to him. And he took some of the power of the spirit that was on him and he put it on the 70 elders. And when the spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but did not do so again. Verse 26, however, two men remained in the camp. And they were listed among the elders, but had not gone out to the tent. Yet the Spirit also rested on them, and they prophesied in the camp. The young man went and told Moses that they're prophesying. And Joshua, the son of Nun, verse 28, who had been Moses' aide since his youth, spoke up and said, Moses, my Lord, stop them. Verse 29, please pay attention to verse 29. But Moses replied, are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. And Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. A lamp unto a feet light upon our path. I pray release all that's in your heart, God, tonight. May we never be the same as your word goes forth and doesn't return void as you stand over to perform the purpose for which you've sent it. I pray that your fire, your power, your anointing would fall all over, all over the nation, all over the nations in response to the coronavirus pandemic, your power would come upon homes in ways that we have never seen before. I curse the work and operation of the demonic and declare the kingdom of God is at hand. I declare healing. I declare freedom. I declare power on every single individual under the sound of my voice and those that will listen even at a later date for the glory of God in the name of Jesus, and everybody said, amen, amen. Today, we embark on a very unique time in church history. And some might say, well, it's not all that unique. The church went through the Black Plague, absolutely. And, and the church has been through many challenges. World War I, they thought that the end was near for sure. And many cult groups rose even out of fear, declaring that the end is near because of so many people being killed. And, and then you had, the, you had the flu, the Spanish flu, also called La Grip, which uh, about 1% of the world's population was killed. It it's kind of uh, depends on where you read, but as much as 60 million people killed by this flu. Now, we're in the midst of a global pandemic, and they're endeavoring to try to slow that down. We have a church in Italy that is right in the middle of all of that, and they need our help tonight, so I'll be taking an offering later on. And so we'll, we'll keep you uh, abreast of that update, but I volunteered to, to, to give from our church towards the church in Italy, so we'll let you know about that. Come on, I just believe that's the right thing. We're going to help them. They're in financial trouble. They're, they're, they're having very great difficulties. And, and, they, and honestly, if you read uh, some of the reports 
uh, you'll see that uh, bodies actually are, are lining up. They don't know what to do with the bodies. You know, all the news is not fake and all of it's not true. It's hard to know exactly what is happening. But the point of the matter is we are in a very unique time in history, not because of the pandemics, not because we're a church in the midst of all that, but because we have the medium today to reach across and right into homes through this stream, through the World Wide Web and through Facebook and YouTube. And, and may God use it with great power in this hour. I labored very intensely to hear the Lord's voice about whether we should be uh, gathering in services or whether we should go online. There's uh, split decisions across America and there's people that are gripped with fear. I'm not gripped with fear, but I responded in, in agony. It was diff very difficult for me because the way that I'm wired up is I'm gonna charge hell with a water pistol. That's how I am. That's how I've always been. And I'll be excited about charging hell with a water pistol. I'm not nervous about, I'm not nervous about getting sick or any of that. I believe in the power of God. I believe in healing. And so what I struggled with is the Lord was speaking to me saying, I want you to change and use a new wineskin right now. I'm going to use it. And I struggled because all that's within me, except the voice of the Lord by the power of the Holy Spirit, said everything else. And so I had to, I had to just put away my personality, put away my desire. I'm, listen, I love seeing your beautiful faces every time we gather. I love having church. I haven't missed church since I got saved. And I'm not missing it now. And it's not to say that you don't have church in your own homes. You do that. But it just, man, I just, it was painful. And I know it's painful for some of you. And I've got some pushback. I've gotten some pushback from people who said, well, you, you shouldn't have done that. But, but, well, you know, God bless you. Well, God bless you too. And I'm going to have to stand before the Lord for my decision, and you'll have to stand before the Lord for yours. So you, you hear from God, and I'll hear from God. We'll all obey in the end. We'll see what the Lord says, and that's all we can do. And uh, in, in, in Maui today, they're having full-blown service. It's not a law. They didn't mandate them. They are, they're having a revival today right now, you know, here in a couple hours anyway. And so today, here in Alaska, unique. We've gone to this World Wide Web program here for these next two weeks. You know, you can do just about anything for two weeks. You can go without food for two weeks. Hello, you can't go without water, but you can go without food. And anyway, I'm, I'm excited about this unique time in, in, in the in history of the church. I was listening to our president, President Trump, a number of times I heard him say this, we will win. We will win. We will win. And it kept resonating in my spirit, we will win. And I'm not, I'm not 100% positive, you know, this thing isn't cooked up by, by others to, to destroy uh, what God's doing. But I know that God's going to turn it for good. I don't, have the, I don't know the end from the beginning, but I do know a little bit the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning, He is the end, and He knows, he knows it all, and He's going to lead and guide and direct us. And so on Monday through Friday, we have what's called Eat the, ETS, Eat the Scroll. 
And we'd encourage you to be on. We broke every record today. Had 150-something people on at uh, 12.30, Monday through Friday, Alaska time. And I shared a portion of this, but I'm going to share it in detail. Let's look at the text, and may this encourage you and set your heart on fire like it has for me. Let's look at the text. Moses is really one of the greatest leaders of all time. And he's going through a great problem. And if you, if you see the context of it, is that they're in the wilderness and, and they, are, they are upset about the fact that they have to eat manna. They are, there's all kinds of arguments and, and strife and, and criticism of his leadership. And if you read through this, you see that they're, they're going through a crisis because they're having to eat manna. They're like, I, don't want, I won't want manna. They had boiled manna, fried manna baked manna, and it was supernatural. And you know, to me, it speaks of, at times, you can, you can start getting ho-hum about the power of the Spirit. It's very important that when you raise your children in church, they don't get ho-hum and bored. Oh, I'm bored. You're bored. I had a biology teacher, Dr. Cole, who told me this. Uh, we would say we're bored. As he was talking to us, he'd be taking, he'd be, he can read, take notes, and hold a conversation. Very unique guy. And he said, as long as your head's attached to your shoulders, you should not be bored. And I think that what happens at times, especially in spirit-filled, um, miracle, power, signs and wonders churches, that our children can get bored with the manna. Can I, can, can I say it that way? I don't know if you've ever been a part of a place where it's just been dry as, as a bone and there's no fire, no anointing, no miracles, no signs, no wonder, no zeal. You know, you, can, you come into a place like this and, and, and you can get greatly refreshed. Yet at the same time, if you see the, the kingdom of God on a regular basis like that, you can get bored and start getting critical. And that's what it was. They started getting upset. And it's a really a picture of a crisis, right in your notes, of how a small issue can, can be blown out of proportion and affect a whole, a whole nation. Now, I, I think that it, perhaps coronavirus has been blown out, blown out of proportion, but maybe not. So we'll just see. And so we've gone to this stream to honor the president, honor CDC, and honor our governor here in Alaska. And this crisis that Moses goes through, you know, all of their gratitude for being delivered from the house of bondage, delivered out of Egypt, turns to, to real... Uh, real um, unthankfulness. They were ungrateful. And if you look at, if you don't let your heart go on, become ungrateful, always stay, come on, be thankful for where you are. Be thankful your head's attacked to your shoulders. Be thankful that God's with you. Be thankful that you're born again. And if you're not, we'll remedy that by the end. Be thankful for the power of the Spirit. Be thankful that you have his word, a lamp unto our feet, a light upon our path. Be thankful for the good and perfect, pleasing will of God. Be thankful that he's leading, guiding you. Be thankful you live in the United States of America if you do. It's a great, great country. Hallelujah. Be th everybody say, be thankful. Come on, raise your hands wherever you are and say, oh, God, thank you. Come on, tell them, oh, God, thank you. And so they, they, get, they get freaked out. They're ungrateful. And this whole thing gets, affects the entire nation. And the crisis caused Moses to grieve. And it caused him to grieve, not only grieve, but struggle with self-doubt. And, and I, I struggle with some of that over the past day. 
I was grieving over the fact that the Lord's leading me to make this decision. And then it was my, my every other part of me was so strong that I could hardly hear God's voice. And then I, and then I have media and I have, you know, friends and pastors and well-meaning people and well-meaning critics, you know, all kinds of stuff. I just had to just like, shut up. God, what are you saying? I mean, I, I had to walk, I walked away from a couple meetings. I, I had to just go breathe some fresh air and pray in the spirit. And like, Lord, what do you want me to do? Now, I love our global apostolic leader, Dr. James Morocco. As we had a meeting with our core pastors worldwide, we heard about what was happening around, in, in, like I said, in Italy. We heard what was happening in Chile and different places uh, from Pastor Janelle, who's over our worldwide, King, uh, Kings uh, Worldwide, KC Worldwide, I think it's called. Anyway, uh, powerful and, and sobering. And so as we, you know, we were in this meeting and there was very spirited debate. I had to get my own word from the Lord. And I love what Dr. Morocco said to me. He said, you hear from God yourself. Every state is different. He said, if it's law, then you must obey the law because that's what we do. We're law-abiding citizens and we're going to obey the law. If it's not law, then you need to consider that. And so I went, I really just wanted them to tell me, have church, Pastor Daniel. Have church with your hair on fire and don't worry about it. I wanted them to tell me. He didn't tell me that. He said, you obey God. What is God saying to you? And I had to go away and really come to a conclusion. And, and, I, and I went through some self-doubt. It just really rubbed me the wrong way. And Moses went through that. You know, in times of distress, in times of fear, in times of pain, in times of grief, you can call, it can cause you just to wonder, like, where's the forest from the trees? Oh, God, where are you? What are you saying? Do I even hear from you? I mean, the enemy can really whoop up a beating on you. It says in Proverbs 18, the man who, uh, pardon, Proverbs 18, the, the man who isolates himself rages against all wisdom. And Moses, apparently, I think he's isolated. I don't think he's talking to anybody. Oh, he's talking to God, which is a great thing. We'll talk about that in a moment. I'm so thankful for godly leadership around me like Dr. Morocco to empower me. Say, get a word from God, Daniel. Get a word from God and obey. And, and that's exactly what we've done. Here we are, gotten a word from God, and we're obeying. Proverbs 21.6 says that he who wanders out of the way of understanding will rest in the congregation of the dead. You know what the way of understanding is? The way of understanding is, is hearing God's voice. The way of understanding is listening to his word and responding. His sheep know, his sheep know and hear his voice. So when you hear his voice and you obey, he'll release his power. Trust and obey, right? No other way. To be happy in Jesus, you got to trust and obey. And Moses is grieving. He's in pain. He's doubting himself. And he takes these complaints uh, from people personally. And uh, I, I took a complaint personally, uh, I think it was today. And uh, somebody said, no, you, you know, you're wrong. You should have gathered. You're the church. Man, did I want to tee up the ball. I can't tell, and I have to be careful not to tee it up right now. And I'm being careful right now. And I'm continuing to be careful. Amen. Just hear my, my, hear my, hear the voice of my wife saying, be a statesman. Be a statesman. Yes. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at this. Move on because I'm close to just running my mouth right now. 
You know, there's always kinds of critics, so you're always going to get criticized. You know, you obey God, and, uh, and may your critics obey God, and we'll all stand before him. Moses goes to God in crisis, in his crisis, and that's what we need to do right now. And that's what I've done, and that's what I'll continue to do. Moses goes to God. He's honest about the way he feels, if you look at, I mean, he, he's, he's suicidal. Well, I mean, like suicidal, but he's, he wants to die. I mean, if you love me, oh God, if you love me, if I found favor in your eyes, just kill me, God. Kill me. Kill me now. Well, that's some serious discouragement. Don't raise your hand if you've ever felt that way. But he's he's honest. Well, listen, be honest with God. He knows what you're going through. Be honest with him. You know, if I found favor, kill me. And the problem is that his grieving, his pain, his that which he's going through, the criticism, watch this now, it caused him to distort things. What do you mean by that? Well, he says he exaggerates his role. God never told him you get to carry, I can't carry this thing alone. Duh. No kidding. I never asked you to. And if you go to to Exodus 19, he didn't say, Moses, you need to go this thing alone. You need to shoulder the whole nation. That's not what he says. How many of you know we're co-laborers with God? You don't go it alone. I mean, there's times of the midnight hour. There's times of the Gethsemane when you have to pray. But even then, the Lord's with you. Hello. There's going to be people that, you know, that that are a stone's throw away, and they're like, (coughs) they're sleeping. Okay, I get it. But the Lord's with you. Moses, Moses thinks he's like, I've got to, I can't do this thing alone. Just kill me now. He exaggerates his role. And, and look what he says in Exodus 19, verse 4. If you, if you have a Bible, turn there. I'll read it to you. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. God was going to carry him on eagles' wings. Come on, say that. God's carrying me on eagles' wings. You're not alone. And, and his pain and his grief, his fear caused depression and, 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 and it caused bigger problems for himself. And, you know, it'll do that for you. Don't yield to fear. Amen. Come on, you're God, the apple of God's eye. Don't yield to fear. Say it. I will not yield to. Raise your right hand and say it. I will not yield to fear. Don't cave into fear. Let God empower you. Let God fill you. Stay close to the Lord. Repent of where your shortcomings and, and whatever sin you might have in your life as God convicts you. As you read the word and it shows you that you're, you're skewed or out of accord. Get repent and draw close to God. But know that he's the one that, you can't save, come on, you foolish Galatian. Do you think you started in the spirit, you're gonna finish in the flesh? Come on, God's gonna care. You can't save yourself. You've got to believe on him. Come on, that he died on a cross and he rose again from the grave. You've gotta believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say hallelujah? And he's the one that's gonna carry you. When you breathe your last, you're gonna go on to glory. When it's all over, well, either you're gonna go on to glory, you're gonna go straight to hell. Where are you gonna go? Come on, he's, he's going to carry you through the, the pandemic. He's going to carry us through and bring maximum glory. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Come on, say hallelujah in your home. It's what he's going to do. And Moses, I think he, he got discouraged. He got in fear. He got grieving. He took it personal, all the criticism. And he ended up exaggerating his role and distorting things. Don't distort don't distort things. Don't let fear get a hold of you like that. And, and God provides this solution for Moses. 
He provides a solution for Moses, and it's a multiplication of leaders, and we've preached this for years, and I first heard it by Dr. Morocco, who first heard it from Dr. Yonggi Cho. A multiplication of leaders. A multiplication of leaders. And I will tell you what I believe, and as I'll preach the rest of this, but I believe that through this pandemic and the way that we're responding in this new wineskin, that the power of God is coming down in homes right now. And that people are experiencing the presence and the freedom and the fire of God's word being preached under an anointing. And the power of God's coming down in your home. And you know what? Maybe you don't even have devotions in your home, but now you're on the 60-inch big screen or on the device or in your headphones or you're in a truck. The power of God's coming. I'm going to tell you, the power of God is for every single home. You need to make your kitchen a cathedral. Can you say amen? It's time to pray and fast and seek his face and for all of our, our leaders out there that have homes that are now open and your neighbors and friends and life groups are, are there. God bless you. Come on, lift your hands all across this place. Let the power of the Spirit, that which is released now upon homes and people everywhere in Jesus' name. Multiplication of leaders. And I believe that through this, there'll be more homes that'll stay open for life groups. People will rise to the challenge and start to pray and, and fast and believe God for his power to be manifested not only in their homes, but all across their neighborhood, all across the state, all across the nation, all across the nations of the world. It's multiplication of leaders who will help you carry the load. That is the solution from God. And then God empowers them. I love this. I, was, uh, I think I was in the choir so many years ago, and I, I heard this. I heard this taught. Somebody said to me, oh, yeah, no, you can be a life group leader if you wanted to. I'm like, really? Uh, I don't need another thing to do. You know what I mean? I'll go surf or whatever. And, uh, you know, no, yeah, and the interesting thing about that is that if you become a life group leader, you know the, the power of God that's on Dr. Morocco? I went, yeah. Well, he, he, he puts that on you. I said, excuse me? He said, yeah, if you become a leader, then, then the, the anointing that's upon his life or pastoral care and the anointing upon his life will come upon your life and then you can walk. I thought, are you serious right now? And they showed me the scripture and I was just like, why, 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 why doesn't everybody become a leader? Because I just wanted more of God's power. I just want, oh, I can go, I can go deeper in God. I can have, there are no limits to the power of God. There, and the, come on, he gives the spirit the power of the Holy Spirit upon you, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. He'll put His power on you. I, listen, some of you are beginning to experience right now, prophetically, there's some of you, you feel God's power on you right now. That's because God's calling you through my voice right now to tell you that you're called to leadership. You're one of those 70 that God's saying, come on, son, come on, daughter, be a part of this thing. Get under the yoke, get under the spout where the glory comes out, get under that yoke and begin to pull and you'll see the power of God, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will come upon you. Come on, lift your hands wherever you are and say, oh, come upon me, God. Oh, come upon me, God. He empowers them. It's amazing. It's an, he empowers them. And even God breaks protocol and fills two leaders. Now, that would make it then 72. Depends on how you look at that. But two leaders are outside the camp. And Moses then prophesies, it's that final verse that we looked at, a would to God that, it, in fact, Paul quotes him, may everyone 
be a prophet. He, 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 it's this prophetic word that he says. He looks forward to the day when God's people will be filled with the Holy Spirit. All right, God's talking to us very simply tonight. First thing I see from this text in application now is that God's gracious to us. He could have smoked him right then. Oh, you want to die? I'm so sick of it. But that's not what the Lord does. He says, I'm the only one. I can't bear this burden alone. If if I found favor, kill me. He's like, okay. And it would have been over and he got another leader. That's not what he does. He's gracious. Aren't you glad that God didn't make us a crispy, I was going to say a crispy cream. I'm glad God didn't make, make us a crispy cream too. He did crispy critter. He could have smoked us. He's patient. He's, he's gracious. He's long-suffering, willing that none would perish, but all would come to repentance. Don't take his slackness as, as weakness. He's not slack as some count slack is, but he's long-suffering and patient that all would repent and come to him. Just because you haven't gone through some great trial or been through some great difficulty or experienced a pain, even of judgment in your life, it doesn't mean that God hasn't dug around that, that, that olive tree or dug around and waited a year for you to come to him to bear forth fruit. Listen, it's, if, it's time to live for God. I said it's time to live for, it's time to live for God, and, and God's so gracious to him. We see a picture of godly leadership here in Moses. Uh, and leaders need to be dependent on God. And Let me say it this way. Anybody, everybody here could be a leader. In fact, everyone here has influence, especially now with, you know, with the social media and our phones. I I, I said it before. I think I said it at the ETS, the Eat the Scroll at 1230 today. You know, don't just take pictures of your food for God's sake. How about use your social media to reach the lost? How about use, use social media to build somebody up? How about, how about you know, be in prayer and, and, and use your influence to touch your neighbors? Don't just, don't just watch alone. Invite people. Share this thing right now. Do a watch party right now because all the people on your friends list will then see it and it'll then bring them in to an encounter with God hearing this amazing word. And I think it is an amazing word. God gave it to me, so it's amazing. And God will touch people through it. Come on, go ahead and like, comment, and share this thing right now. Blow it up. Let's go over 1,000. I don't know where we're at, but it's time to multiply. Say it. It's time to, to multiply. And leadership, and that's all of us, must be dependent on God. And we show that dependence. Listen, we show that dependence a number of different ways, but one of the main ways is prayer. You'll see that Moses prayed. I don't know what your prayer life is like, but if you don't have one, it would be a good time in a global pandemic, to develop one. It's time to develop a prayer life. And godly leaders pray. We have a prayer meeting here uh, Monday through, Monday through, Monday through Saturday, thank you. Uh, And it's from six to seven, Monday through Friday, and then seven to eight as well. That's, that's open, all right? So if it gets all super packed and stuff, then we'll We'll start limiting it or whatever, but it's, it's open right now. You can come to prayer right here, and maybe we'll get to the time, the place where we stream it. I don't know. We'll see. We're, we're just thinking outside the box. It's a, it's, a, it's a new time as we move forward in these next two weeks. And, but prayer is crucial, a strong prayer life. How's your prayer life? How's your prayer life? Mine has increased rapidly uh, over the past uh, few weeks. We're in the midst of fasting and prayer, 18th, 19th, and the 20th, a three-day Esther fast. And I know many are participating in that, and you could just jump right on the train right now and fast, but also pray. Fasting and prayer goes together. Moses 
prayed. Uh, number two, write in your notes, leadership can be lonely. And that's why we need a team. You need to be part of a family. One of the things that I don't like about the internet is that I can't see what you're doing right now. And you, you know, you can look into me, but you could turn me off. I start getting on your last nerve. You start getting really convicted. You could just swipe off. You know, listen, I don't want you to be swiped off in the end. So I'm going to be bold and encourage you. But you've got to, you've got to develop accountability in your life. Who holds your shut-up card? Who, 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 who encourages you, strengthens you? I, I've got many, many people like that that would jump on planes, if, if, if they could right now, and, and, and get here to help me if I needed help. Who are you in a team with? There are so many incredible relationships to be built to this season. Go deep. You know something that, that President Trump said? He said, how, how about at this time when, when maybe some of you aren't working in your home? How about you spend time with your family? <laughs> That's an idea. How about that? Get off. The, get off. I got rebuked today by my daughter who said, Dad, you are on your phone a lot. I'm like, what? Got rebuked by a, by a millennial. <laughs> and I'm on my phone too much. I'm like, huh. And she said, you know, I think you should schedule things a little bit differently. Here, my, my 20-year-old college student, they just closed her school, so she's home all the way to the summer. And, and uh, you know, may God help all our college students. Listen, listen, all you college students out there, if, you're, if your university just got closed, and that's many across the land, how about go deep in God? How about, how about develop a prayer life? How about, how about become a great leader? Yeah, do school online and then, you know, exercise and eat right and, and, and become the best you. How about that before the Lord? And, and just grow in the things of God. Don't, if your head's attached to your shoulders, then you shouldn't be bored. Can you say Amen. Thank you, Dr. Cole. Dependent on, dependent on God, strong prayer life. We need to be a part of a team. Develop that. Develop accountability. And uh, three, leadership has a purpose. You know, your role in your family, your role in the community has a purpose. You know what the purpose is? It's to bring the kingdom of God. You know what the purpose is? It's to love God. Here's man's purpose. Love God, be loved by him, and basically be a deliverer of men. And how whatever and however that rolls out in the calling that God has for you, bring God's purpose bring God's will, release God's will in your life and those around you. Can you say hallelujah? All right, all of us are to be leaders and we can be empowered by God's spirit through what Jesus has done, through what Christ has done in his death and his resurrection. I couldn't help but think about, uh, about Luke and chapter 10. And if you want, you can go there, Luke chapter 10, because this is a, a, a really kind of a corresponding text in terms of multiplication of leaders. Jesus is raising up his world changers, and he takes, he takes them in Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke chapter 10. Turn there with me in your Bibles. Luke chapter 10, and you'll see what happens. It's, it's really quite remarkable. Luke 10 and verse 1, if you're all there, say, woo, all right. Luke 10 and 1, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also. Oh, that's familiar. 70 others also. And he sent them out two by two before his face into the city and every place he himself was about to go. And he said, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. I got to stop. 
and say this, could it be that part of the purpose of God turning this thing for good, I'm not saying the coronavirus is from God. I do think that perhaps it is an aspect of judgment. And, and if you want to go and hear my opinion on that and what I see in Scripture on that, just go back to the Eat the Scroll on the Facebook Live and you can go look at it. There's a number of reasons for crisis that comes to nations. And clearly throughout Scripture, judgment is one of them. And there's, there's a time to turn back to God. People need Jesus Christ. Angels can't preach the gospel. Only people can. So could it be that in this hour, you know what caused the church to explode in the book of Acts? You know what it was, right? You know what it was? It was, an, it was persecution. And the persecution, you know, that martyrs was the seed of the church. And the persecution purified the church. And it caused them to run out. Could it be that through this pandemic that God has put us in a position where we had to get out from where we are into our neighborhoods? The church is not a building. It's a people. Could it be that God wants to put his fire on you and use you to touch your neighbors who are broken? They're broken. They're smoking dope, most of them, many of them, a few maybe. They're broken, they're afraid, they're scared, they don't know which way to turn. We have the answer. Could it be that God, by his power, through this unique way of Romans 8, is turning this thing for good to put fire on the inside of you, that you would then reach your neighbor, reach your friends, that you would get out of this, this, this the shell of, 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 of apathy and lethargy and say, oh my gosh, this really is the end times. You better believe it's the end times. And he could come back at any moment. And if he did, you'd not want to face your neighbor who you haven't shared the love of God with on that day. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? As there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Hell is a real place. And the power of God is available. I believe that God is healing people and touching people right now all across this place. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. All across this place. The next two weeks are going to be an amazing time. Now, Holy Spirit, let your fire come upon people. Come on, stand up. If you're at home, stand up for those that are here. Let your fire come right now. Let your power be manifested in every home. I curse sickness and disease. I speak forth, Exodus 15, that you are the Lord our God that healeth thee. Release your healing touch now. Right now. In the name of Jesus, break fear, break discouragement, break pain. Let your power come upon each and every one. And raise up. Pray ye, Lord of the harvest. Lord, I pray that you would raise up, God, leaders and workers. I charge you by the word of the Lord to use this time to make your home like a church. It should be that way. Get out of your house what needs to get out. Turn off some of those programs that you know you shouldn't be watching. Put some of the, the stuff on your devices and those, that stuff that you're double tapping on that you know you shouldn't be. Come on. Oh, oh, you use a different account so nobody sees it. No, 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 no. The Lord sees it. And the devil sees it too. Your spam account or whatever you got to hide your, your, your lust or your greed. You're doing things and taking pictures that nobody can see. A whole secret. I, that's, a, that's a word of knowledge for somebody. You need to... You need to delete that whole account 
and, and put all your account in heaven. Serve him, live for him. Let this be the most exciting two weeks. And I don't know what will happen beyond that, but I believe that we're going to see a multiplication of leaders like never before. Can you say amen? amen? Every head bowed, every eye closed all across this place, those online, the many thousands online right now. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is the moment that I told you about earlier on in the message. You need to give Jesus your life. You need to surrender to him, and he will help you, and he will heal you. He will set you free from pain. He'll set you free from agony. He'll set you free from perversion. He'll set you free from the bondages of the enemy if you'll receive him and believe on him tonight. If that's you, you want to give your heart to Jesus all across this place, those under the sound of my voice, those listening now, even in the future and on the, on the recast. If you're not right with God, then pray this prayer and give your life to Jesus. Pray this prayer out loud wherever you are. Pray it right out loud. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place, to rise again from the grave for me. And forgive me of all of my sin and come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Just as you rose Jesus from the dead, raise my life up now and heal me. Set me free. Break every chain. Break every bondage. Break every curse by the power of your name. By the blood of Jesus. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Would you lift your hands as a sign of surrender to the Lord? I pray, Holy Spirit, fill these now. Let me say this before I continue to pray. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. Moses was prophesying. The Holy Spirit came on them and they prophesied only once so. Oh, in this day, in this hour, the power of the Spirit's available for all who would call on his name. The power of the Spirit's available for you right in your home, right in your truck, right in your car, wherever you are. The power of the Holy Spirit. I like saying it this way. It takes God to live for God. He doesn't expect you to white knuckle it and just hope that you make it. No, he gives you power to resist the devil. He gives you power to resist sin. He gives you power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead to walk this life out. He gives you power to be a witness. Supernatural gifts. You can go read that, 1 Corinthians 12 and in Romans as well. He releases powerful gifts to live for him and to reach the lost. May God empower you now. Come on, let me pray. Lift your hands. Holy Spirit, I ask now, let your fire, let your power come upon each and every one with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Be filled. In the name of Jesus, be filled with the Spirit right now. Be free from confusion, sexual confusion. Be free. Be free from drug addiction. Be free in Jesus' name. Be filled for the glory of God in Jesus' name. Put your best hand clap together. Amen. You may be comfortably seated, and if you're not seated already, and if you prayed that prayer or you got healed, you have a testimony, you prayed that prayer, we want to help you, you go ahead and and, uh, send us an email. You can find the intuitive links at kcalaska.com. You can go ahead and put a comment up. We have people right now that are... That are, uh, that are hosting the, uh, the, the web stream on both Facebook as well as YouTube. You put a comment up. You gave your life to Jesus. And, uh, 
and we'll help you grow in the things of God. Don't, don't, just, don't just stay isolated, right? Get, get a part of the team. Be a part of a team. Be a part of a great church. This is a great church. I know there's others. And uh, we're going to come back together here shortly, right now, just online. But we're going to come back together, and it's going to be explosive. We're building our new building because we'd have no more room in this beautiful Petri dish that God's given us. We're so grateful for what God's doing. You let us know if you gave your life to Jesus. Come on, one more time. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen and amen. I want to go ahead and receive a special offering for Chile. And uh, I'll probably do this again on Sunday. Uh, pardon me, Italy. Thank you so much. Uh, and I have a, I have a report uh, from uh, Pastor Janelle about what's been taking place there. And literally that report talks about how bodies have been, li- they don't know what to do with the bodies. I mean, that, that's, that's a terrifying thing. That really is a terrifying thing. They don't know what to do with the bodies. Come on, lift your voice and pray for, let's pray for Italy. God, we ask, God, that you would touch Italy in Jesus' name, that you would pour out your spirit there. And now I ask, God, that you would anoint our leadership that's there, our pastor that's there in the church as well. God, thank you. Cause the curse, the plague to end. Even as I I spoke earlier in the week about that censor, filled with incense of worship and prayer. That's what it's a picture of. We lift our voices before you. Come on, just just pray for a moment. I didn't preach long. It's 8.08, and you can watch Netflix later. Come on, just for a moment, lift your voice and pray for the end of this pandemic and pray for our nation and pray for the nations of the world. We lift our voice before you. Come on, would you stand up, and we'll close here in just a moment. We'll lift our voices before you, and we ask that you, Lord, would end the plague that you would end the pandemic and that you would work it for the good in Jesus' name. We bless, Lord, the nations. And I pray that they would seek you and call on your name and turn from wickedness to live for you, to serve you for the glory of God. End the coronavirus pandemic for the glory of God in Jesus' name. Help our Italian brothers and sisters and all of the brethren and sisters and those who will soon become brethren as well. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Put your hands together for God. I hope you enjoyed this service. Again, like, comment, and recast this thing. Get it out. You can do that tomorrow. Let's just spread the word. It's a powerful word. Let me bless you. Father, thank you for what you did, for what you're doing. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon us. Lift up your countenance towards us. Be gracious to us. Keep us and give us peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you go ahead and lead us in worship? You'll be blessed. You can let that stream just roll as they lead in worship. We love you so much. We will see you on the uh, Monday through Friday, 1230 ETS. Eat the scroll. We love you. Remember, God's on the throne. The devil's been defeated. Hallelujah. God bless you.
Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.